Welcome to my canning cellar, Season 2, Episode 9. And thank you for your patience, as I have been processing the loss of my mother-in-law, and so I didn't have the energy to do an episode in a timely manner. She always listened to me talk about what I was canning, and she was my best jelly and jam taster. She appreciated every kind I brought down for her to try. Root beer, raspberry, dandelion, cranberry orange, strawberry, apple... She put some on her toast every morning, and sometimes I saw her just eating it out of the jar. She's already very missed. But as we grown-ups know, all losses force us to accept new normals. So I finally got back into the kitchen to do some canning. The first things that I canned were two quarts of pumpkin and two quarts of winter squash. I had sliced and roasted a bunch of squash in my oven for Thanksgiving, and what we didn't need for that day was put into the fridge for canning. I also had my husband cut and slice the sugar pie pumpkins that his aunt had given us, but they had gotten forgotten about on our porch while other stuff was happening. So we had let them thaw a bit, he sliced them, and then I scraped out the seeds and roasted them as well, but I didn't let them cook fully soft, and I hadn't let the squash cook fully through either. After roasting the pumpkins, I cut the flesh from the skin, which wasn't easy on pumpkins that had previously been frozen. But I wasn't letting any food go to waste, so I just kept working at it. And like Biff used to say to Sully on Sesame Street, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. So the squash and the pumpkin were each cut into pieces no larger than two inches long. Because the pumpkin and the squash both needed to be processed for the same amount of time, they could go into the canner at the same time. So I filled the jars with the chunks. I added fresh boiling water to each jar. I used my debubbler, I topped the jars off as needed, and I wiped the rims down with a wet cloth, I put on the lids, and I finger-tightened the rings. I processed these quarts at 90 minutes. Now, 90 minutes is normally for raw-packed, and these were partially cooked, but I wasn't worried about them being mushy, because they're going to be mashed up eventually. So a day later, I decided to try canning meatloaf. My sister does it all the time. I never measure out anything normally for a meatloaf, but this time I did measure, somewhat. For ingredients, I used three pounds of Hamburg, one large onion chopped up with a food processor, three-quarter cup of oatmeal, some liberally sprinkled no-salt seasoning, two heaping tablespoons of minced garlic, and for something different, I added a coarsely cut-up green pepper, minus the seeds, as I thought the larger pieces would help aerate the meat to allow the heat to go through better. This was just my thought process at the time. You, of course, should do your own research and do what you're comfortable with. Normally, I would add ketchup to my meatloaf, but because I was low on ketchup, I added some mayo chup. I had some in a bottle, and I rinsed it out with water and added it to the mix. If you've never heard of mayo chup, it's a convenient way of buying ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. I'd kind of gotten addicted to it during last summer, although in the future, I think I'll go back to mix my own. It'll be easier on the budget. So after I had the meatloaf mixture thoroughly mixed together, I raw packed it into two wide mouth quart jars. My online research prior to doing this led me to believe that it's one pound of Hamburg per quart jar. But even with the added ingredients, I only got the two quarts using three pounds of meat, and I'm blaming it on using wide mouth. So I packed it in, I wiped the rims down with a vinegar-soaked paper towel, I put the lids on and I finger tightened the rings. I was aiming for one inch headspace, 
but because I had just a tad of the meatloaf left over, I pushed it all in. I used my digital canner for these, and to fill the empty space, I added two almost full quarts of water without covers on. These were processed at meat times of 90 minutes on the pressure canner cycle. One jar did not seal because I overpacked it, and it had some siphoning into the canning water, so I put that jar in the fridge a few hours after it was cool enough. And one jar came out bubbling, and the other did not, and from experience, I was expecting that one jar sealed and one jar would not. Because there are just the two of us, the quart lasted three days, so next time I'll do meatloaf and wide mouth pints, and be sure to keep it at the one-inch headspace. So thank you for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.